You are listening to Shadow Horse Theater Broadcasting. We come to you from the shadowy fields of Minnesota with Dark Pony Radio Show, presented to you by the Dark Pony Players, featuring Kelly Nelson. This month's episode is sponsored by Bent Distillery. And now, for our host of tonight's show, is, as always, the Pale Lady. <laughs> Good evening, my sweet, sweet dears. Tonight, we have a special story for all of you. A horror classic that's dear to my frigid, unbending heart. Traditional folklore from Kiev, when witches were well-feared and all the rage. The cute little university students, Tamsin, Kalava, and Tiberius, set off for holiday. Sit back, relax, and listen to the haunting tale of my lost love, Vi. Ugh, the deuce. I was almost certain we would soon reach a village to gather the provisions we need for holiday. <laughs> Good heavens, now the road itself is disappearing. Perhaps we shall find a farm farther on? Where have we got to? Yes, it is really dark. Hello? Anyone? <sighs> Curse it all. What shall we do? Why... Just stop here and spend the night in the open air. No, Clava, that won't do. To lie down like a dog and without any supper. <laughs> Let us try once more. Perhaps we will find a house and the consolation of having a glass of brandy to drink before going to sleep. Yes, of course. We cannot remain all night in the open air. A village? <laughs> By heavens, a village! See? We must now cry halt. Cost what it may, we must find the entrance and a night's lodging. Open! 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 (coughs) Who is there? Let us spend the night here, Mother. We have lost our way, our stomachs are empty, and we do not want to spend the night out of doors. But what sort of people are you? Quite harmless. The theologian, Clava, the philosopher, Thompson Brutus, and the rhetorician, Tiberius Gorobetz. It is impossible. The whole house is full of people and every corner occupied. Where can I put you up? You are big and heavy enough to break the house down. I know these theologians and philosophers. When once one takes them in, they eat one out of house and home. Go further on. There is no room for you here. Have pity on us, Mother. How can you be so heartless? Don't let Christians perish. Put us up where you like. And if we eat up your provisions or do any other damage, may our hands wither up and all the punishment of heaven light on us. Well, I will let you in. But I must put you in different rooms, for I should have no quiet if you were all together at night. Do just as you like. We won't say any more about it. Well now, Mother, 
If you had a little scrap of something, by heavens, my stomach is as empty as a drum. I have not had a bit of bread in my mouth since early this morning. Didn't I say so? There you go begging at once. But I have no food in the house, nor any fire. But we will pay for everything. We will pay early tomorrow in cash. Go on and be content with what you get. You are fine people whom the devil has brought here. Well, mother, what do you want here? Away with you, old witch! Away with you! Why are you coming towards me? What are you doing? Get away from me! Wait! Why can't I move? What? Get off of me! Get off my back! Ow! Stop hitting me! Why am I running? Stop running, legs! I, I can't stop! Get off me! Ah! It's a witch! Nandrako Sigmohitax! Nandrako Sigmohitax! Nandrako Sigmohitax! Finally! I got you off my back. No! No! I don't want to be on your back! Stop! Please! Stop! I will make you stop! There's a branch! Stop running! Now! Is she really an old woman? I can't go no further. Get away from me. Finally, away from that witch. I must get home. This path should lead me back to the Kiev. Listen, Tamsin, there has been an incident some fifty versts away. The colonel's estate has had tragedy strike. His daughter had returned home from a walk in a quite broken-down condition. She now lay dying, and has expressed a wish for three days after her death. Vigils shall be said for by you, Tamsin. I have no idea of asking you whether you wish to go or not, I only tell you that if you think of disobeying, I will have you soundly flogged on the back with young birch rods. That you need not to think of having a bath for a long time. What can I do? There is no escaping one's destiny. Tamsin, there is a carriage that will take you to the estate. Although the colonel is well-renowned, the grief has been brought to his home, which can change many. Be forewarned. Good day. Ah, welcome, young philosopher. Well, I am to travel with you. It is a magnificent vehicle. If there are only musicians present, one might dance in it. Yes, it is a roomy carriage. I should like to know if this equipage were laden with salt or iron, how many horses would be required to draw it? Yes. It would require a good many horses. Keep your eyes open, Averco, you old sleepyhead. And when you come to the alehouse on the road, don't forget to pull up 
and wake me and the other fellows if we are asleep. Halt! Halt! We have arrived. We shall spend the night here in the estate's barn. Take your leave of my carriage. This land is beautiful, I know. You are giving yourself useless trouble, young philosopher. If you think you can escape from us, one cannot run away here. And besides, the roads are too bad for walkers. Come to the colonel. He has been waiting for you for some time in his room. Yes, of course. <laughs> what are you talking about? I will come with the greatest of pleasure. Who are you? Whence do you come, and what is your profession? I'm a student of philosophy. My name is Thompson Brutus. And who was your father? I don't know, sir. And your mother? I don't know either. I know that I must have had a mother, but who she was and where she lived, by heaven's eye, I, I do not know. Where did you come to know my daughter? I do not know her, gracious sir. I declare I do not know her. Why, then, has she chosen you? And no one else to offer up prayers for her. God only knows. It is a well-known fact that grand people often demand things which the most learned man cannot comprehend. <laughs> and does not the proverb say, Dance, devil, as the Lord commands. Aren't you talking nonsense, young philosopher? May the lightning strike me on the spot if I lie. <sighs> if only she had lived a moment longer. Then I had certainly found out everything. She said, let no one offer up prayers for me, but send, Father, at once to the university in Kiev for the student Tamsin Brutus. They shall pray three nights, running for my sinful soul. They know. But what they really know, she never said. A poor dove could speak no more and died. They're probably well known for her sanctity and devout life, and... She perhaps heard of you? What? Of me? <laughs> I and sanctity. God help us, gracious sir. What are you saying? It was only last Holy Thursday that I paid a visit to the tart shop. Well, she must at any rate have had some reason for making the arrangement. And you must begin your duties today. I should like to remark to your honor. Naturally, everyone who knows the Holy Scripture at all can, in his measure... But I believe it would be better on this occasion to send for a deacon or subdeacon. They are learned people, and they know exactly what it is to be done. I, I have not got a good voice, nor any official standing. You may say what you like, but I shall carry out all my dove's wishes. If you read the prayers for her three nights through the proper way, I will reward you. And if not, I advise the devil himself not to oppose me. Understood. Follow me. I shall take you to the chapel where you shall spend your time. <sighs> I should wait here a moment. Please take your time with her. As you are, then. <sighs> I do not mourn, my daughter, that in the flower of your age you have prematurely left the earth to my grief. But I mourn, my dove, that I do not know my deadly enemy who caused your death, 
Had I only known that anyone could even conceive the idea of insulting you or speaking disrespectful word to you. I swear by heaven he would never have seen his children again if he had been as old as myself, nor his father and mother if he had been young. And I would have thrown his corpse to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the steppe. But woe is me, my flower, my dove, my light. I will spend the remainder of my life without joy and wipe the bitter tears which flow out of my old eyes while my enemy will rejoice and laugh in secret over the helpless old man. I shall leave you to yourself. I can hold out for three nights, and then the colonel will fill both my pockets with ducats. Now let's see what she looks like. What? No. Oh no, it's the witch. You have just heard part one of tonight's broadcast, brought to you by the Dark Pony Radio Show Players, featuring Kelly Nelson, sponsored tonight by Bent Brustillery. Now we return you to your host, the Pale Lady. <laughs> oh, that poor young girl. How will this Tamsin deal with the next three days? What do you say, Shahar? How do you get through multiple days? It's very easy, my illuminated friend. I pause and reflect on what I have and don't have. And if you don't have it? I will procure it. And I will find someone to procure it for me. There are so many beautiful things in the world, and I must see it all. And once I've seen beauty, I must find a way to have a piece of it for myself. <laughs> Being a world-renowned art collector and investor in the creative world of beauty, I know when something is worth all the notice. <laughs> <laughs> what a thing of wonder. Do you have something in mind? There is this beautifully delectable work of fermented art from Bent Bristillery, which you can find online at www.bentbristillery.com or in person in Roseville. This beauty should be shared with the world. Do you agree, my pale one? Well said, my dear. Beauty of all types should be available to all. My little shadows, we return to part two of tonight's story. We left off with a dark realization and reveal of our philosopher and murderer Tamsin. Three nights. What could go wrong? <laughs> Is it true, is it true, though I cannot understand it, that our young mistress had traffic with evil spirits? Yeah. Who, the young lady? Yeah? Yeah, she was a regular witch. I think, I think she, yeah, I can swear she was a regular witch. Hold your tongue, Daroche. We have nothing to do with that. May God be merciful to her. 
One ought not to talk of such things. Why do you ask me to be silent? She was written on my own shoulders. I swear she has. Say, Uncle, are there signs by which to recognize a sorceress? No, there are not. Even if you knew the Psalter by heart, you could not recognize one. Yes, Doros, it is possible. Don't talk such nonsense. It is not for nothing that God has given each some special peculiarity. The learned maintain that every witch has a little tale. Every old woman is a witch. Yes, you are a fine lot. You are all great fat pigs. <laughs> I should like to know why all the people here think that the young lady was a witch. Has she done harm to anyone or killed them by witchcraft? Yes, there are reports of that kind. Who does not remember the huntsman Makita or the... What has the huntsman Makita got to do with it? Stop. I will tell you the story of Makita. No, I will tell it for he was my godfather. I will tell the story of Makita. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Spirit, spirit, spirit should tell. You, young philosopher Tamsin, did not know Makita. Ah, he was an extraordinary man. He knew every dog as though he were his own father. The present huntsman, Mikola, who sits three places away from me, is not fit to hold a candle to him, though good enough in his own way. But compared to Makita, he is a mere milksop. You tell the tale splendidly. He saw a hare in the field quicker than you can take a pinch of snuff. He only needed to whistle, Come here, Rasboy. Come here, Bostrasha. And flew away on his horse like the wind, so that you could not say whether he went quicker than the dog or the dog than he. He could empty a quart pot of brandy in the twinkling of an eye. Ah, he was a splendid huntsman. Only for some time he always had his eyes fixed on the young lady. Either he had fallen in love with her, or she had bewitched him. In short, he went to the dogs. He became a regular old woman. Yes, he became the devil's knows what. It's not fitting to relate it. Mm, very good. If the young lady only looked at him, he let the reins slip out of his hands, called Bravko instead of Rasboy, stumbled, and made all kinds of mistakes. One day, when he was curry-combing a horse, the young lady came to him in the stable. Listen, Makita, she said. I should like for once to set my foot on you. And he, the booby, was quite delighted and answered, don't only set your foot there, but sit on me altogether. The young lady lifted her white little foot and as soon as he saw it, his delight robbed him of his senses. He bowed his neck, the idiot, took her feet in both hands and began to trot about like a horse all over the place. Whither they went, he could not say. He returned more dead than alive. And from that time, he wasted away and became as dry as a chip of wood. At last, someone coming into the stable one day found instead of him only a handful of ashes and an empty jug. He had burned completely out. But it must be said he was a huntsman, such as the world cannot match. <clears throat> and have you heard the story of Chipchicha? No. <laughs> One sees they don't teach you much in your seminary. Well, <clears throat> listen, we have here in our village a Cossack named Chepchun, a fine fellow, 
Sometimes, indeed, he amuses himself by stealing and lying without reason. But he is a fine fellow for all of that. His house is not far away from here. One evening, just about this time, Chip Toon and his wife went to bed after they had finished their day's work. Since it was fine weather, Chip Chicha went to sleep in the courtyard and Chip Toon in the house. No. No, I mean, Chip Chicha went to sleep in the house on a bench and Chip Toon outside. No. Chip Ka didn't go to sleep on a bench, but on the ground. If I tore your dress off your back here before all these people, it wouldn't look pretty. In the cradle which hung in the middle of the room lay a one-year-old child. I don't know whether it was a boy or a girl. Chipchicha had laid down and heard on the other side of the door a dog scratching and howling loud enough to frighten anyone. She was afraid, for women are such simple folk that if one puts out one's tongue at them behind the door in the dark, their hearts sink to their boots. But she thought to herself, I must give the cursed dog one to the snoot to stop his howling. So she seized the poker and opened the door, but hardly had she done so than the dog rushed between her legs straight to the cradle. Then Shipchicha saw that it was not a dog, but the young lady, and if it had only been the young lady as she knew her, it wouldn't have mattered. But she looked quite blue, and her eyes sparkled like fiery coals. She seized the child, bit its throat, and began to suck its blood. Chepchicha shrieked, Ah, my darling child! Ah, and rushed out of the room. Then she saw that the house door was shut and rushed up to the attic, and that, and that there, stupid woman, trembling all over. <clears throat> the young lady came after her and bit her too. Poor fool. The next morning, Chet Toon carried his wife, all bitten and wounded, down from the attic, and the next day she died. Such strange things happen in the world. One may wear fine clothes, but it doesn't matter. A witch is and remains a witch. Now, Tamsin, it is time that we go to the dead. The night approaches. to be afraid about. No living creature can get in, and as for the dead and those who come from the other side, I can protect myself with such effectual prayers that they cannot touch me with the tips of their fingers. (laughs) There is nothing to fear. There is nothing to fear. You are alone, and there is nothing to fear. 
just you and the statues of the saints. All right, let us begin the prayers. Candles? That's fine. I, I must illuminate the whole church till it is bright as day. What a pity that one cannot smoke in it. Ugh, what a terrible and extraordinary beauty. Is that a tear? Oh, heavens! That's blood! What is there to be afraid of? She will not rise from the beer, since she fears God's word. She will remain quietly resting. Yes. And what sort of a Christian should I be if I were afraid? <laughs> the fact is, I have drunk a little too much. That is why I feel so queer. Let me take a pinch of snuff. It is really excellent. First rate. <laughs> there. See? She is getting up. Her head is already above the edge of the coffin. <laughs> Suppose she rose up after all. Suppose she rose up after all. What? Where did she go? The coffin. The, the coffin. It's empty. Damn, then. <gasps> Stay back. Stay back. If I draw a circle around me, she shall not be able to approach. Nandraka si mohitaks. Kraksakra si mahilaks. Go back. Go back. Back in the coffin you go. Damn Go back to the bear. Stop this flying about. The circle. You cannot cross the circle. Nandrako sit mohitaks kraksakra sit mohilaks. Dawn. Thank the heavens. Dawn. Come, Tamsin, on to your second night. Ugh, never mind. I am over the first shock. The first time, I was frightened. But I am not so at all now. No, not at all. <laughs> Tonight, I will start with a circle. Nandrako sit mohi ducks, kraksakura sit mohi lux. Tamsin! Go ahead. Stand there at the edge of the circle. I am not frightened. What are you looking at? I'm not over there. So above is below. Damn it. What have you summoned? The circle can't stop them. You look more dead than alive. Shall we carry you? No! I will be fine. I just need a quart of brandy. <sighs> Thank you. There are all sorts of horrors in the world, and such dreadful things happen. Good day, Tamsin. Dear me, what happened to you? Well, what is it, you silly creature? Good heavens! You have gone quite gray. Yes, so they have. You have grown as gray as our old Javchuk. 
I will go back to the colonel, tell him all, and declare that I will read no more prayers. He must send me back at once to the Kiev. Good day. Well, how are you getting on? All right? Yes, sir. All right. Such hellish things are going on that one would like to rush away as far as one's feet can carry one. How so? Your daughter, sir. When one considers the matter, she is, of course, of noble descent. No one can dispute that. But don't be angry. And may God grant her eternal rest. Very well. What about her? She is in league with the devil. She inspires one with such dread that all prayers are useless. Pray. Pray. It was not for nothing she sent for you. My dove was troubled about her salvation and wished to expel all evil influences by means of prayer. I swear, gracious sir, it is beyond my power. Pray! Pray there is only one night more. You're doing a Christian work, and I'll reward you richly. However great your rewards may be, I will not read the prayers any more, sir. Listen, philosopher. I will not allow any objections. In your university... You may act as you like, but here it won't do. If I have you knotted, it will be somewhat different to the rector's canings. Do you know what a strong cutnuck is? Of course I do. A number of them together are insupportable. Yes, I think so too. But you don't know yet how my fellows can make it. After the first flogging, they pour on brandy and then repeat it. Go away and finish your work. If you don't obey, you won't be able to stand again. And if you do, you will get a thousand ducats. Oh, that is a devil of a fellow. One cannot trifle with him. But wait a little, my friend. I will escape you so cleverly that even your hounds can't find me. Good. All is quiet. All I need to do is sneak out through the garden area. My cloak! Oh no! Splendid water. This is a good place to rest in. No. Better run farther. Perhaps we are being followed. This devil of a Yavtuk! I would like to seize him by the feet and smash his hangdog face against the trunk of a tree. Why did you go round such a long way? You had much better have chosen the path by which I came. Leads directly by the stable. Besides, it is a pity about your coat. Such splendid cloth. How much did it cost in all? Well... We have had a long enough walk. It is time to go home. Now the accursed witch will attack me in earnest. But what have I really to fear? I have read the prayers for two nights already. With God's help, I will get through the third night also. It is plain that the witch must have a terrible guilt upon her, else the evil one would not help her so much. It is time. Let us go. I wish I could put a lighted match to your tongue. Let us go. That 
Doesn't sound like wolves howling, but something else. Alone again. She is still lying there. I am not afraid. By heavens, I am not afraid. I shall create another circle. Sets Malakui Lapas if Silviana Bibas. All these evil spirits will not harm me. Kraksakra sid mahidlaks, Nandrako sid mahidlaks, Idus in obtu noi. Then mahidlaks sid yai, Hux, Hux. <laughs> Grief, fear, and guilt come in many forms. Of course, my favorite has been portrayed tonight. My darling fiends, we have unfortunately reached that time when fire has burned down to coals. My devilishly desirable fiends, may you have whispers lulling you and shadows dancing around you comforting you this night. I bid you all a good night and adieu. <laughs> You've just heard tonight's broadcast of Dark Pony Radio Show, voiced by Max Messner, Matthew Sachs, Mara Rose, Matthew Kelly, and featuring Kelly Nelson. Sound and editing from the incomparable Benjamin Conklin. Original song produced and performed by Carnage the Executioner. This evening's performance was the piece Ve, a novella by Nikolai Gogol. Original radio adaptation by Matt Kelly. Tonight's broadcast was sponsored by Ben Bustillo. This has been a Shadow Horse Theater production.